This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She is a queen. joining another episode of the key chat podcast today i have a very special guest we've been trying to link up for probably since last year <laughs> so i have miss ingrid jones out of nola she's a tv show co-host a writer a blogger a speaker and a social worker and one of her missions is inspiring people to see the divine beauty in themselves and others so her and i are going to have a great chat today we've been already chit-chatting before i even hit record so how you doing today I'm wonderful. I'm just glad to be here. Like you said, it's been a long time coming. I'm yeah. just glad to be in the building. I'm so happy we linked up. And like we were saying, we have a lot in common. And I just feel like just the similar journeys is enough for a good conversation with the self-love platform. Definitely. So I wanted to start off with, I know we were saying like we both similarly went through some divorces. And I always do talk to women about self-love. And I like for people to just understand to be comfortable with their life and the season that they're in. You know, it's okay to be single. It's okay to be divorced. It's okay if you're not looking for a partner. And it's also okay to be honest and say, hey, I am looking. Because I think sometimes we also shame people that say, hey, I am looking for a boyfriend or a spouse. There's nothing wrong with that. So I just want to talk about that. So what was your journey you know, going through a divorce, I know it, it tears you down a bit sometimes, you know, to question ourselves. How was your experience with that? Well, I was married young. I got married at the age of 19 and we were dating when I was 16. I met him when I was 14. So mm-hmm. we practically grew up together. We were married. We were together for 20 years. We didn't have any kids. You know, when you have kids, you have you take on the, the persona of mother, a father, you have these different things to distract yourself from your relationship. But we didn't have any of that. So it was just the two of us all the time. We were inseparable for the entire time. Like everything that I did, he did. We were always together. So our identities were enmeshed. Mm-hmm. When he stopped eating certain things, I stopped eating certain things. So we, we enjoyed the same type of music and things like that. And so what made the divorce difficult I heard a wise man say, we are nothing but our memories, your whole ideal of yourself or your memories. And so by my memories being so ingratiated with this person, my identity was, a big part of my identity was who I was with him. So in the divorce, part of the hardest part for me was figuring out who I was outside of being a married woman, outside of being not just a married woman, but being his wife, being his best friend, being his business partner, being, you know, having him as my confidant because we were each other's everything. And so just day to day, you know, everything. Like when I left, one thing he said, the wise man, he said, when you divorce your spouse, make sure to not divorce yourself. And that is essentially what happened to me 
when I got divorced, I completely left the marriage, but not realizing I lost myself too. I had to find myself outside of my marriage. Who am I? I was, like I said, I was 16 when I started dating him. 20 years later, I'm 36. Who am I? Mm. Would I have done this diet? And would I have changed? Would I have given up chicken and beef if I was not with him? And then I had to figure that out for myself. You know what? Yeah, I don't like chicken and beef. You know, mm -hmm. or I don't like pork and beef, right? Yeah. So reaffirming all these different aspects of myself was, it's, it's still ongoing. It's really it's still ongoing. We've been apart for a year. Mm -hmm. And part of that year, I was just numb. I did not deal with it. I called myself moving on. I justified how I was ready. I had been done and blah, 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 blah. And when you sit down, you need that time to process. Then you realize that even though I left, this hurts. That was a part of me. This really hurts. I really lost something. And, you know, that was my business partner. And we didn't divorce based on like cheating or, you know, I was married to a beautiful spirit, a beautiful, energetic person. I was mm -hmm. married to a divine being, uh, someone who was uh, very kind to me, very loving to me. And so I lost a great deal when I left. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there are not many people like that. So I had to be very conscientious that I wouldn't be able to prepare anybody to what I walked away from when I did decide to move on. But once I came out of the numbness and dealt with not only leaving 20 years of history, memory of myself, I also had to deal with uh, how it ended, the process of how I left, how I heard, heard someone I cared about. Because when you're leaving, you're like, F you, forget you, I don't care. You know, I'm unhappy, I'm not, you know, and then you sit and you reason with yourself and you say, I don't hate this person. I still got love for this person. I respect this person. Maybe I was a little wrong, you know, mm -hmm. because you being hurt don't justify you hurting someone else. And I um, am an advocate of understanding karma and how that works and how you treat people and it coming back onto you. And um, I desire love again. And so mm -hmm. I don't want the karma of the hurt that I put on someone to revisit me and my future love endeavors. You know, so I had to go back to him as a friend, as a person who cared about him, as someone who was enraptured in his love for such a long time to tell him, you know, not only was I sorry, but that he was valuable and how much I appreciated him. And just to take responsibility and accountability for my part as well. And that was very healing for myself. Mm -hmm. It was healing for myself and it was very, very necessary. And, you know, our friendship is still healing. You mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of hurt there. I, I believe our situation is very unique because I know a lot of marriages, you know, fall apart on a lot of um, egregious things yes yeah. attention and, and that wasn't necessarily my story right. you know and so but nonetheless 
there was a lot of residue and hurt uh, and things that cannot be taken back. Yeah. And so that's one side of the journey. Like, how do you proceed with that relationship, whether you're cutting it off, you know, what does that relationship look now? But the other side is, what is your relationship with yourself? And like I said, once that numbness went away, <laughs> I was like, okay, Ingrid, what, you mm-hmm. know, what you gonna do? You know, right. he was my partner when I was doing I Divine Beauty, he was my photographer, my videographer. So I was like, what does me moving forward in my business look like too? Mm-hmm. You know, so right. like everything. People loved us together. People said, oh my God, you know, you and you know, we love, you know, and we did have great empathy together, you know, that's something mm-hmm. I couldn't college you know it was really great but um reestablishing reaffirming of just being able to take full autonomy over everything like we left the church together you know Mm. and it's like okay would I have left church if I wasn't you know it's just things just it's, it's so much that you holistic medicine we lost two babies together you know, mm-hmm. and so it's so much that goes into a divorce. You know, you lose little cousins, little nieces and nephews, family. My mother-in-law, she was um, more integral when I met her to me as a mother than my own mother. And mm-hmm. so um, I love her. She loves me. You know, mm-hmm. so you lose so much in right. a divorce and you can't go into that life nothing you go into lightly and coming out of all that you have to be a one with self yeah it's a lot I think a lot of people they don't understand divorce in general you know my situation I actually did not have the greatest marriage at all like it was bad so I had a lot of people who were like oh you should just leave yada 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 you know I don't understand why you're trying to work that out I actually, to this day, don't really revere those people that were telling me that. And mind you, it wasn't the ideal situation, but it's just hard. You know, marriage is still something that people go into. You're expecting to be with that person forever, like, you know, vows. The Entrepods team is excited to announce the new Bootstrap Bootcamp. This self-paced course is loaded with worksheets and innovative industry advice to make your business become more profitable in the next 30 days. This course is specifically designed for solopreneurs or those that work in small teams. We focus on the whys and hows of entrepreneurship to help you make time for the important things in life and take it to the next level. Take back your confidence and become the business owner you've always wanted to be. If you get stuck, our course is equipped with industry experts in business management, podcasting, social media, customer relations, and more. We're here to give you powerful strategies that have been refined for small business owners like yourself. Sign up today at entrepods.com forward slash bootstrap dash bootcamp. For better or for worse, you know, my background, my parents have been married over 50 years. You know, so I come from marriage, you know what I'm saying? So I don't come from divorce. You know, I know when I was a kid, I know all my friends, all of them were from single divorced homes. I was like one of the one or two that actually had parents together, but that's what I was 
that's home. Right. And I don't think people truly understand that when you're coming from a marital home, it's just something that you are accustomed to. So for me, it took a lot to like accept, you know, that I had a failed marriage, you know, and then it was a bad marriage. And then, you know, our divorce was ugly actually, because there were children involved. Things were went completely left. Very traumatic dealing with an ugly divorce too. But either way, like when you get to that growth, like you were mentioning, taking that full autonomy, that's the thing. Even when you come from a situation where some people are like, oh, you know, I wouldn't deal with that, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Still two individuals and you still have to take in account like, okay, what are some things I could have done differently? Or even for me, in my journey and growing certain things that I accepted, I had to also look into myself like, why was that okay? Why did you allow that for the long amount of time that you did? It was really hard when I finally got out of the thinking that I had, because like I said, I was used to marriage, whether it was good or bad. So for me, I was like, you don't leave a marriage. You're supposed to stay with the person and you're supposed to put up with blah, blah, blah. You know, it's going to all go away eventually like I had a very warped sense of what a healthy relationship was and that was really rough once I got to a different stage in my life and I'm like you know what that's a terrible dysfunctional thought process that I had on certain relationships and just like you mentioned getting that growth because you don't want to bring that into the next situation you know or even if you're not in a rush to get with anyone like you still want to have that wholeness so it's a lot of stages you go through you know, in the number one thing that I think about when it comes to that is mm-hmm. attachment, attachment yes. style. You know, I right. told I said a little bit about my relationship with my mom, and you know, we accept certain things based on what type of love we will accept. And mm-hmm. if we deal with the root cause of how we accept love and uh, the type of things that we don't put our foot down, our feet down for, it will follow us into future relationships. It's like, oh, you know, this person was a problem, that person's a problem. Yeah, they could have been the problem, but why would we allow them to be a problem? Absolutely. You know, there's a situation or, you know, cause cases where, you know, somebody, you don't have no energy for you. Cut it short real quick. You know, you don't got no time for it. Why is it that <laughs> the drug of love allows us to be, you know, with these rose-colored glasses on and we mm-hmm. allow things that, you know, would, we wouldn't usually allow to apply. And that has a lot to do with the attachment style. And love is really a choice. You know, mm-hmm. there's men who would love you and treat you right and would take care of you. And you would see them and you'd be like, mm, I'm not interested. For whatever reason. Right. Not your cup of tea, not your type of hype. But the person that you decide to focus your eyes and your love and your heart on, you make the choice to do that. And he right. probably will have none of the stuff the guy who wanted to love you have, you know, but that's who you choose. Right. You know, so when we choose, there are things that come with that choice. And you know, sometimes it comes after, you know, in, in the rearview mirror, we're like, why did I even, how did, so that was a long time that I okay. Let me look at me. What? Yes. How I feel about myself right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I did I beg? Did I fight in places where I shouldn't have fought? Um, mm-hmm. You know, why did I do that? 
right. And maybe right. you know, maybe it was the kids, maybe it was idealistic views. It could be many different reasons why we hold on. You know, for me, it was, you know, you marry potential or you have, you know, high hopes and dreams. And, you know, you, you see the best in people, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like you said, I think at the end of the day, everyone has to look at themselves. And I think that's what makes a person really grow. And that's the unfortunate part, because some people, you know, hey, some people are serial monogamous, you know, they leave one relationship, they back in another. I know I had a um, acquaintance one time, and I told them because like every other week, it was like, oh, new this, new that. And I was like, well, you know, it's quality or quantity right you know it's like you don't have any you don't have to prove anything to anybody but that's the unfortunate part some people don't take the time to heal or look at themselves because it's so easy to say well you know that relationship didn't work because of he or she did xyz it's easy to say what the other person did but at the end of the day like you said we choose what we accept we choose who we love we choose who's in our space we choose how long we're going to deal with a situation we choose to work on things and fix it, or we choose not to, you know, it's like everything is a choice in life, but I really think it's, you have to get to a certain level of maturity to even accept that, because, you know, some people really don't comprehend that, and that's the only way to have a healthy relationship, and one other thing about a healthy relationship, you can have a healthy relationship that's for a season, you know, you can date somebody or be with someone for, you know, a few months or a few years and have a healthy like you said, assessment of, hey, this really isn't working or this isn't for me. And walk away. Not that it's something you do overnight, but there's so many levels in how, you know, people can go into relationships yeah. and do it in a way that's not really cutting another person. I just yeah. being in a mindset of, hey, you know, I'm going to try not to hurt that other person once I go. You know, it's just, we all make a choice. Did you <laughs> yeah. move on at all? Well, for me, I've had other relate. It's been a while since I haven't been this particular person. Like I said, it was very contentious, unfortunately. For me, I had to learn to not take the bait sometimes because we actually went back and forth at one point. But like I said, for me, I really, it took a while for me to truly understand you don't have to do what the idea of a marriage is or the idea of a relationship is or the idea of a family you know, but I grew up where you really didn't see any single mothers. That was like a foreign thing. You know, I think I'm like one of the few people I know who really have this huge family where mostly everybody's married. You know, it's not the which is crazy, you know, but that's not something you honestly see from a lot of people. So that was the only blueprint that I knew was to just stay with a person, whether it was good or bad, you know, but it took a while for me to have that mindset. They don't buy your man. (laughs) and back in the day that's what a lot of people did you know especially a lot of relationships I think a lot of women and men grew up seeing you know they saw people that old school like I said my parents were married over 50 plus years when I grew up I did have a lot of friends who were divorced but for some reason in my family I can count on one hand and I have a huge family (laughs) who's divorced it's just not the norm which is now it's like you know nowadays that's not that's not a, 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 a you know out the box thing but I mean, you know difficult you know uh 
I don't know what type of family you have, but some families are very judgmental. They will, you know, nose up you in a second. Yeah. You know, so yeah. just uh, considering that, depending on how close you and your family are, that could, have, you know, have a, a great impact on your choice. Right, right. And then, you know, a lot of African-American families, you know, have that religious background where they have particular beliefs and stuff like that. So I just think that's why a lot of times for us as individuals to grow, we do have to do a lot of emotional unboxing and do what's best for you in order for you to be healthy and happy. And that's one thing I had to go through. And it's so it's an ongoing thing. It's not like, you know, I just woke up one morning and said, oh, you know what, girl, I'm going to just have all this self-love and not it was like it wasn't an overnight thing it was a process and it's still a process you know but everyone needs to do whatever makes them happy whatever makes them stronger individuals you said that because you know i was in a state of depression before i decided to leave you know Mm -hmm. and it was really a mental health decision you know and it it wasn't all him but i had to choose myself for the union and I, mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna be no good to him, you know, and he wasn't gonna be able to make me happy, you know, so I had to choose me mm. to fight for me, you know. And you mentioned a good point. Like you said, you were in a state of depression beforehand and you decided to leave, or like you said beforehand, and you decided to leave. Well, like you said, that does also help the other person because I think that's some. And when sometimes a relationship it gets to a crossroads where it's like being together is not. There's no fruit, you know. You're not bearing any fruit from it at all, you know. So sometimes you really do have to do what's best for yourself, but it also helps the other person. Sometimes the other person doesn't even see it at the time, you know. But in the long run, if like I said, if it's not bearing any fruit, people aren't growing together. Sometimes people just have to do what they have to do, you know, and that's something that it is hard sometimes because you still go through a mourning period when you leave a marriage, whether it was good, bad, or whatever reason you had to go. You still go through a mourning period of what you were accustomed to, you know, the image you had in your mind of what that relationship should have been. way of erasing negative stuff, you know, mm-hmm. so like as time goes back and you, you look at things, you think about the good times you think about all the positive aspects of what it is and like I can't believe I love that I can't believe and at the end of the day you have to be able to know yourself and you know reason and stand on to all 10 toes Mm -hmm. the decision you made it was made for a reason for a purpose you know right Definitely. Now, one of the things that we were discussing before I hit record, we were talking about health. And I know like one of my main things is self-love. And as you and I know, I'm going to eventually be starting this plant-based food service. And we were discussing that. So obviously the big topic, of course, now is the vaccine with COVID and everything. Everyone is dealing with a pandemic, you know, none of us ever expected us to be in this situation. And like I was telling you, it's kind of unfortunate with all the back and forth with both sides of whether to get vaccinated or not. But as you and I was discussing, just health in general is important. So what's your take just on, because I know you were mentioning CMOS and, you know, you're drinking your teas and we were talking about plant-based and everything. So what's your experience with, you know, holistic meds and just taking care of yourself 
foods and plant-based and what's your take on everything? Well, first of all, I'm from the South. I'm from New Orleans, so we like to eat, okay? Yeah, yeah. Everything was seasoned, and so and so. Um, my family is a typically a plus size family, and I have been up and down pretty much since um, my early twenties. Mm-hmm. And my heaviest, I've been like two twenty five, and mm-hmm. I've also mm-hmm. lost two children. Uh, I've been irregular. Um, I've had many health issues and the two times that I got pregnant was after I lost 10 or more pounds. Mm. Now, I didn't, you know, I lost the babies or whatever, whatnot, but my weight would still fluctuate until I realized my body is very sensitive to everything I eat. I'll eat something, I'll get sick, you know, different things I'll do. I'll break out in hives and I realized, like, I really have to take care of myself. Once the divorce was over, it was like, okay, save your life. Because, you know, I told you the condition in which I left. So it was like I had to save my life. And the first thing that you can do, because, you know, it all starts up here, but then you got to get the body in motion. And Mm -hmm. so the first thing I started to do was try to figure out how to get my health back in order. My ex and I, we did a lot of healthy stuff, but it was like, once again, who are you, Ingrid? Are you healthy alone? You know, yeah. you enjoy being healthy. And so I'm 36 years old. I have been up and down. So I got my little stretch marks. My little skin is such and such and such. I do have my marks. I have my beet powder. I have my collagen. Let's tighten stuff back up. But over this last month, I've lost 25 pounds. And I did that by beginning to eat fruits and vegetables, fruit and vegetables and mm-hmm. running. I've been doing a lot of running, but I've been doing that because of this whole COVID thing. Yeah. The moment I feel my throat starting to itch, I pull out the lemon water. I have mm-hmm. this tea. There's this herbalist here in New Orleans and he, um, he makes healing herbs and teas from the earth. And he has testimony that he's healed people. So I trust him. Professionalism is key to me. When I stepped into this industry six years ago, I said that I would put my guests as well as my hairstylist first. Being in this industry has caused me to make great revenue and it has allowed me to live the life that I desire to live. This is Kisla Wheeler and welcome to Kisla and Coifer. is a multicultural, upscale, diverse salon. It's a Paul Mitchell-focused salon that caters to middle-class and upper-class women. So this salon is a a beautiful environment. It explodes with optimism. That's why the color is yellow. It's very sophisticated as well as fun, full of personality. You get a full experience in here in New Orleans East. Here at Key Salon Coiffer, our main focus is to give you top-notch service, luxury service, as well as a great experience so that you can continue to return. So thank you, and I hope to see you soon.
As we were discussing with meats, you know, a lot of things that we're eating is what's really causing a breakdown with the body, things that we're drinking, things that we put into our bodies, you know. So for me, you know, when I decided to start, you know, Soul Soul Plan, it was because I, I have anemia, I also have asthma. And I'm like, you know, I got to get my energy up. You know, I'll go to the doctor, go to the hematologist, get iron injections, and it's like nothing was working. And I'm like, you know, it's now to the point where I have to figure out something else has to help me. So I'm like, what else can I think of? Okay, I got to think of what I'm eating, what I'm drinking. You know, I eliminated my alcohol intake. Not that I was drinking like a fish, but I still would drink recreationally. So I'm like, you know, let me try and deal with that. I do drink, I don't drink carbonated sugars, you know, and like I said, to each his own with their diet, you know, but I just, like I said, each person needs to come up with individually what can build you up. So I was like, certain things I got to eliminate. So I'm like, let me explore more plant-based options. And I'm like, I really enjoy it. Now, last year I've tried a vegan diet on several occasions, but one mistake I was making, I was replacing meats with like meat substitutes for me that doesn't really work well for me you know so I was like I I can't be buying all this fake meat you know like because for my body because I'm already having you know iron issues it just for me personally wasn't working so like you said fruits vegetables those are our healers those are our vitamins I live for the sun you know drinking your water you know so like I said no matter what side you go on it just please take care of your body. That's just the way I look at it, you know, and I know that probably isn't a popular opinion, but I just feel like take care of your body. Like, cause what you put in your body, that's going to help build your immune system, going to help build your energy. I just think it's important, you know, so that's just my little soapbox sermon on self-love is just, just take care of your body. Like if you're going to rely on anything, look at your diet more than anything. You know, like I said, no matter what side you're on, just look at your diet, look at what you're putting into, do some exercise. I'm not saying you got to be at the gym 24-7, doing some walking, like you said, running, it makes a difference, you know. But I just wish, regardless of where a person's position is, they truly looked at what they put in their body and truly researched what's best for them, you know, so. advocate for self-love, you know, and self-love is more than just, you know, a cliche statement, you know. It has to be an action. It's not just a feeling, you know. Right. And one of the greatest things that we can do for ourselves for self-love is to take care of this vessel, you know, because it's the only one that we get. And it's not that easy to get up and, you know, do a meal prep or to go to the gym. But after you do it and you begin to see your results, I have not seen one person whose self-love have not increased by taking care of their body. Mm. It's one of right. the best things that you can do for yourself, like even before going to work on somebody else's clock or doing anything else, it's just best to, even if it's not working out or, you know, going to eat something healthy, just breathe in. Take a moment to think, to pray, to meditate, you know, do something for self. Right. You know, but I'm grateful that you're starting um, your vegan 
cool place because um, I looked at the menu. I want me some hot wings. I want <laughs> a, a vegan stuffed pepper. I had one before <laughs> and it was like the best thing ever. So mm-hmm. listen, we got like vegan hot sausage. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can find that and put that up. Girl, I'm in there every day. <laughs> okay. Okay. And that's the thing. Like I'm having so much fun converting these foods into, you know, plant-based. Like I enjoy it, you know, like, I don't know. Like I've never thought I would love cauliflower as much <laughs> as I like it. You said something about meat substitutes too because I'm not like that big on meat substitutes. Yeah, it didn't work for me. You know, I'm not knocking no companies, whatever. It just didn't work for me. You know, I was like, plus, I was like, I don't really know what I'm eating now. Like, I'm not doing the right thing. And I was speaking to someone that does like colonics, and I was telling her, you know, how I'm still struggling with trying to get my energy going. And like, my hematologist had suggested I get a colonoscopy. So I was telling her, I was like, well, if I focus on like these colonics, is that like technically doing the same thing? And she's like, well, you know, you probably were replacing meat with the wrong things. And I agree. So, so I was like, I'm just going to keep experimenting. But I just think it's good for people to really take hold of their health. I just think that's if you want to boss up with this whole self-love, taking care of your body, like you said, that's the that's one of the best things you can do. Because that's one of the things with me. I feel like everybody in my life, their life coaches, their self-love advocates, they're having their empowerment brunches. That's cool and dandy, but show me the work. You know what I'm saying? What have you done other than like the meme or the, the inspirational post you're putting on your social media? That's cute. But it's like, what you really live a self-love lifestyle. And it's more than just talking. Like you said, it's action. You know, what you put in your body, things you do for others really reaching people and being transparent and telling people your story, you know, cause we can post some inspirational quotes that we didn't write any day of the week and say, Oh yeah, we are so blah, blah, blah. Nah. You know, it's like, it's I'm a food person. I, I'm definitely a food person. So, mm-hmm. you know, anybody can slap those memes up. They're repurposing memes and everything. And so I'm looking at the fruit. Yes. yes. You know, sometimes you know, they say don't judge a book by its cover, but I'm definitely one who is to, I'm one of observation. I'm a social worker. I'm, I'm going to look at some stuff. Yes. You know, I'm mm-hmm. always analyzing and I'm hardly, well, right. I ain't never wrong. <laughs> right. Right. I'm, good. I'm a pretty good judge of character. And mm-hmm. so I'm always looking at fruit. And that's, that's one, of, one of the reasons why I actually took a break from what I was doing after the divorce, after the divorce, because I was just like, I don't want to be out there smiling when I don't feel like smiling. I don't want to, you know, because I'm such an engaged person. I know mm-hmm. I'm a light. I know how strong my energy is. If I walk in a room and I'm smiling, I'm brightening up that room. I'm, I'm hugging, you know, I'm loving on people, you know, but if it's not there, my heart and my feelings, everything go on my sleeve and I have the power because of my energy to weigh the whole room down. So like I, I have, understanding and knowledge of myself to know that much about myself and so mm-hmm. i'm not making phone for nobody and sometimes you can tell when people they're throwing out all the self-love stuff but where's where's the display of love for yourself you right know? right i'm so happy you said that because it's true and i just feel like people like you said everyone can talk at your game but like like you said where's the fruit of that labor where's the fruit of that platform 
You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm so big on energy. I'm so happy you said that. Like, energy means a lot. Like, I know I've been in situations. That's, like, what led me actually to leave my career because all the time when I started to progress at work and excel, like, everyone's like, oh, it's your energy. But when you're, when you're dealing with clients, it's your energy and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm being told about my energy on a regular basis from people that's, A, not trying to promote me or pay me what I deserve. So I was like, I really need to protect my energy in a different you know, just directed different. This is not working for me. So just like you mentioned with energy, that's when you know where whether something is genuine or when it's not. Because energy, anointing, your gifts, your talent, that's your drive. That cannot be fake. That can't be emulated or imitated or duplicated. You know what I'm saying? Like that real energy, it's going to lead you, going to guide you, it's going to attract you. To the right elements is going to some of the elements that has no business in your life it gets to the point where that energy really starts to build up and you put that confidence in there i'm telling you when something's not for you it damn near repels away from you that's and right because that energy is like a magnetic force it's like wait a minute like this isn't this isn't going to mesh well but all of that comes into tune and knowing your body knowing your energy knowing your spirit and that's not anything that happens overnight i try to tell people that all the time you know what i'm saying I've gone through deep depression. I got to a point in my life where I was like, I don't even want to be here anymore, but I can't even leave because I got too many responsibilities. That's a terrible way to be your life. Like I can't even check out if I want to, you know, like that's when I can't even check out if I want to, you know, like that's when you, you're not even, you're not even living for yourself. You're just a tool. Right. You know, you're just a shell. So just having that growth really means a lot. And a part of it is transparency to, you know, being honest with yourself, not blaming the other person all the time, even a bad situation that you've been in and have been unfair, still looking at, okay, what did I do? Because just like we mentioned energy, what is it about my energy that I allow that into my space, into my circle? What did I do to welcome that for the amount of time that it was in? I just feel like, you know, knowing yourself, being in tune, having that energy, also being okay to not agree with the crowd. You know, that's a rough thing. That's where a lot of us are at now. Like, if you disagree with what everybody is saying, it's like you being vilified. It's like just getting that true love. And part of self-love really is standing on your own, being confident, saying, okay, I don't have to go with every single element right now. I got to do what's best for me. That's not something that happens overnight. And it, it just starts with, you know, a simple phrase, I am enough. You know, I don't need to be attached to this one or that one. I don't need to have all these people around. I don't need anyone's external validation. I'm enough. Like mm-hmm. even my, you know, person, I'm not feeling good about myself right now. I can lose 15 pounds. I can treat myself better. I'm enough right now. And I forgive myself. I love myself. Love myself means from this day. I'll take accountability for what I've allowed and forgive mm-hmm. myself for what I've allowed, but do better. You know? Right, right. And that's a huge thing, like with forgiveness, forgiving yourself, you know, and also releasing. I feel like a part of forgiving, because I'm in the process of writing some of my personal memoirs, part of forgiving is also release. We have a lot of people that have wronged us, right? And you got to a point in your life, you're like, you know, I can't really deal with this person anymore. And they're running around thinking, oh, well, this person, they haven't truly forgiven me. 
That's not necessarily the case. Part of forgiveness also, a chapter of it is releasing. Sometimes you have to release somebody as part of that forgiveness. Like, I forgive you. I don't hate you, but I got to release you. Because, like I said, energy for me is one of my recurrent things. Sometimes, I know for me, I consider myself an empath. And I know some people don't like to be deep in astrology. But for me, I feel like I'm a Aries, like A-R-I-E. <laughs> like, I'm an Aries. And, like, I... Aries I've ever met all caps and it's like certain energies I cannot tolerate literally you know but like so part of to me part of forgiving is releasing and also with yourself releasing okay yeah I went through this situation but I release it I used to allow these things in my life but I release it there was a part in my life I may not have that confidence or self-love but I release that side of myself too that's a part that it takes a lot to get there just having that release you know and it's okay to be knocked down you know I think sometimes we walk around thinking we got to be perfect or we got to show up for other people at the end of the day when we leave this earth it's only going to be us you know so I just really wish sometimes people would be more more like you know effort you know yeah. <laughs> I gotta do I me you know, like I just wish people were more like I do what's best for me and just you know, I watched this audio book. It was the art of how to say fuck it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. But yeah. it, it was a very <laughs> good book, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like you said, impacts. You know, we care so much. And, right. you know, I was a strong advocate of, you know, following the Bible exactly how I was written. I joined this evangelical church and and it was just like, you know, you don't even want to have the appearance of doing anything evil. You don't want to even look like you're doing nothing wrong. So you right. judge yourself so harshly, you know, mm-hmm. and get into that mindset of caring about everything and everyone. I don't want them to think I'm mean. I don't want them to think I'm I don't want them to think I'm mean. I don't want them to think I don't care about right. And so I needed that. <laughs> I and you needed- said a key you said you don't want people mean that's another thing whenever I hear somebody call somebody mean when I say it goes on one ear not the other because I'm like maybe mean to you and your thought process like I feel like as women and this may be going really far left but as women I feel like we're conditioned that first of all as women we don't have to like each other you know like and there's some times where you really can't do it a person. You can say this isn't working or you can say no. Some people have a, a label of me from someone that did them wrong <laughs> because they put the boundary and walked away. Yeah. Like, that's why I don't, I, I don't, I assess people based on my own experience. You know, I just like. I'm live and direct and I've been in positions of leadership where mm-hmm. I have direct and guide people i'm very personable i love to train i'm mm-hmm. very kind but when something needs to be done or something needs to be corrected i'm not mean i'm not aggressive but i'm direct i'm going to tell you exactly mm-hmm. what the issue is i fix it but i don't put no sugar on it because mm-hmm. we're adults here you know mm-hmm. and you know what you had to do because i trained you Sometimes it's like, sometimes I feel like 
being a beautiful, strong, smart, charismatic woman mm-hmm. is a threat to it is. people. And don't have to, don't be put in a position to have to use that against somebody who might be dealing with insecurity themselves. Right, right, right. That's where it becomes bossy, aggressive, uh, mean, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Say it all, you know, I mean, because I've been in corporate before, same situation where it's like, one minute they like that you're charismatic and you're assertive and you speak up for yourself and so you have to use those skills and it's like, this is why I'm here, where I'm at, you know, and just like with me, I think <laughs> my whole self-love platform, some people mix it up thinking like, like I told, like I've said on the show before, like I don't fart glitter all day, like I'm still about business, you know, it's like, yeah. if I'm telling you to love yourself, that don't mean you're going to mess up with me, like there's like a difference and it's, I just feel like sometimes you have to be assertive yeah. and with me, as just like in business, I came from corporate America. And like I was telling someone, even when you dislike corporate America, it doesn't matter. You take in what you learn from corporate America regardless. Like it's a part of you. So there's certain things you're doing like X, Y, Z from your corporate lifestyle is something you can't really break away from. So I've always said too, I don't mesh well with people that's insecure either because I think sometimes when you're just being yourself and you're owning in your own confidence, it has nothing to do with anybody else. But some people misinterpret that. And um, I know with me, I didn't always look back at my reflection in a good light. So I feel like you got to know. You were just being, you didn't think nothing of it. You you didn't think you were doing anything special, but to someone who doesn't have those strengths that you have, oh, she's showing out. She's showing out. And you're like, I didn't even think special. Exactly. So that's why sometimes you got to really know a person before you make assumptions on them. You know, like I didn't always have certain feelings about myself and things like that, which, you know, like I said, that's why I feel like energy is a big deal. I think sometimes people underestimate how important energy is. Like it makes a break you, it makes a break, you know, who's around you and things like that. And I really, truly strongly believe like when energies don't match, it, it you repel off each other because it's like, you know, like you can't have the spirit on me, you know, like it just doesn't work out. I know one time I had a relative one time, we were talking about something that I just was like, I didn't like the tone of what she said. And she's like, well, you know, I, I point out worst case scenarios. And I was just like, it was like, I drank. A pessimistic, uh, a person who's uh, understanding and accepting that they're pessimists. I'm really taken aback because I'm like, you point out worst case scenarios. I'm like, I don't speak worst case scenarios. I'm speaking life, you know? I'm like, I can't, I can't rock with this because I, I don't speak worst case anything. I, I'm, I'm the person that's going to speak the best options only over anything and anybody. You know, you tell me something. Most of us have to overcome that. Like that's something many yeah. of us, like if we've had traumatizing childhoods and we've been through things, like we have to overcome our own negative thoughts. So when we come to a place yeah. where we're confident and we're So when we come to a place yeah. where we're confident and we're walking in, you know, who we are, 
Then we have to come and deal with somebody. You mean I had to overcome that, my baby? I can't with right. you. <laughs> right. Right. You know what? Matter of fact, let's help you get to a place where you can begin to see the silver line. Right. And that's why, like, with this platform, with the Q Chat, it's not, you know, I don't want people to tune in and be like, damn, this is some sugar coated stuff every episode. That's not the case. You know, I feel like if you think that you haven't watched all the episodes, you know, I've had people on here that's very real and they're very raw. You know, there's always a backstory. Like, for me, I, I never mesh well with like religious or overly pious people that never get their backstory. Like yeah. tell me, tell me before you got saved, please. I want to hear that story. That's yeah. like in the Bible for me, David, my favorite character, my my favorite biblical character, because David went through some itch. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> so that but he is like my ultimate favorite character of the Bible because I'm like, he started off being perfect in a sense. He was like man after God's own heart and look at all the stuff he went through. And I'm like, that's what I like. I, you know what I'm saying? I want everybody to go through some ish, but it's like, you know, tell me how you got to that stage first. Because let's keep it real. You know, and, that, and I'm glad you said that because that's like a segue into beauting you, Adivan, staying season things that I do it's mm-hmm. all about what inspired me to go was my upbringing I was homeless from uh for two years from 14 to 16 I was taken in by this strange you know one of my classmates her family and mm-hmm. before then I went through a lot of stuff mm-hmm. I'm playing with a drug and a boyfriend you know was abused as a child just different things and um right just my story of the, the light that came into my life that helped me to get through is what I wanted to be to others. Right. You know? And so that is what inspires me. Life can do two things to people. It can make them bitter. They can say, you know what, the world says screw me, so I'm, you know, screw the world. Or you can be the kind of person I am. I'm like, I heard a lot. I don't want nobody else to feel the way I feel. I felt. I went through a lot as a teenager. I feel like I can help these teenagers to not to navigate those things. Maybe they still go through it, but I can help them navigate it in a in a, in a position where they don't feel like they want to kill themselves. They only got a few more years today, you know, or college or done with high school or whatever the case. You know, just helping someone ease ease, you know, make it a little bit easier, you know. And right. uh, that my motivation comes from my story. You know, my my love and the, my desire to shine a light on beautiful people and beautiful things, it, mm-hmm. it comes from that. Right, right. And, you know, something else you mentioned, too, about losing two kids. I've actually had four miscarriages. I don't think I've had too many times to mention that. But I know for me personally, because I have children, it was kind of like watered down as if, oh, well, you know, you got some kids. So it's like, it shouldn't matter. It's like... <laughs> loss is lost you know what I'm saying like a lot that of us painful things I've ever experienced in my life and I don't have any and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's still a pain in my heart today like God you know but since I've lost this weight I feel more confident you know mm-hmm. that I'm but that's painful like I don't care how many kids you have me that you know that's you care it's, it's inside of you. It's a part of you is wrong with this girl. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I lost a set of twins, then I lost two other pregnancies, 
And it was to the point I was like, well, you know, my body is broken. You know, like I was like, my body don't work, you know, like, because that's one of, I think what people don't understand too for women, carrying a child is supposed to be one of the most natural things. And it's not. It it almost affirms your womanhood for many women. You know, it's like, it's what makes you a woman. I'm woman, you know, it's the woman that makes you the woman. You know, Mm -hmm. and if my womb don't work, Am I, you know, can I really feel like I've done my womanly duty in this world? You know, it's it's some stuff that go with that, for sure. Yeah, but we go through so much as women. That's why it's important to be able to take in something from people that's like, hey, I've been through this. You know, you can look at this and uh, talk to me or read this or yada, yada, yada. And hopefully it helps you, you know, like you said, seeing the divine beauty in themselves and others you know like that's important because people really truly do need that because a lot of us have gone through so many things like you said it can make us or break us we can become bitter or we can become better you know and that's really what life is about you know becoming bitter or better you know that's that's the only that's the only options we have red pill or blue pill you want to be bigger you want to be bigger or better like you know what can so before we end everything, and like I said, we are definitely having a good vibe. And of course, we talked about self-love a lot. And I mixed, you know, certain things with the show about queens and things like that. Like, it's so funny. I just had a conversation with someone today about the whole term queen, right? So I was like, for me, it's because it defines royalty, you know, but I'm like, that's, some people have taken that word and abused it. But um, one thing that stands true regardless for this show is self-love. I've had people on here who have platforms that you wouldn't think it would tie into self-love, but it always fit in, you know? So I would like to get your perspective on defining what self-love means to you. Self-love to me is, first of all, knowing yourself. You have to have knowledge of self how can you love something that you don't know? You know. So the first thing is identifying who you are. For me, it was easier as a child going through a lot of stuff to figure out who I was at first. Like I'm not a hoe. I'm not, you know, you know, a hood rat. Not such and such and such and such. I don't like. Uh, I'm not into those type of things. And then I began to affirm who I was through life. And I had to accept that. I don't know how to dance that good. <laughs> you know, but I love me and my little two-step. You feel me? You know? Mm-hmm. And I have to be okay with that. And to be able to get on the floor amongst professional dancers and do your two-step and love, you know, and have fun. You know, or to laugh at yourself. Or to be able to um, look at another queen who has something that you admire a strength that you may not see in yourself and still be able to feel that you're good enough, you know, and that you still have the things about yourself. So self-love for me is knowing yourself, accepting yourself fully and doing those things that speak to who you really are. You know, I can say I go outside and sun gaze or I like to go fishing. Another person might not like to go fishing. Mm -hmm. What does self-love mean for you? I like to work out because I want to see results in my game. 
you know, that might not be for you. What does self-love mean for you? And I don't have to judge you based on my self-care routine. What is yours? So it's all about knowing yourself and then to thyself be true. That's what self-love is. Right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for this conversation. You've definitely been very transparent and shared a lot with your journey. And I do hope that anyone that tunes into this, they'll just get that blessing, that feeling, that energy, just from having the transparency and the sincerity of the things that we discussed. Because like I said, a lot of us have gone through a lot you know, some of us walk around with scars and sometimes we're ashamed to show them, you know, because we're so concerned on what people think or will that make us not fit in with the crowd and, you know, just be free, be yourself and love yourself. That's the best thing I can say to people. Just be free and love yourself and wear those scars and wear I'm proud. So before we- Perfect is boring. Nobody likes perfect. Real is in, okay? Yes, yes. So before we end everything, please tell everybody where they can find you. Tell them all about all your platforms, all the different things you got going on. Tell them how they can contact you. So I am on I Divine Beauty on Instagram. I am I Divine Beauty on YouTube. Um, I have a music showcase that I'm partnered with uh, Mr. Mina for Corners and Crimes, Slater Mike. We have the Slater Mike platform on Instagram as well as YouTube. Um, you can be tuned in for things, great things coming from Slater Mike soon. I Divine Beauty platform is getting ready to roll. I've started putting my schedule together already so expect good things from that i have i'm a co-host on trends tv show so i'm getting everything is just moving everything is moving so trends tv i divine beauty trends tv show on instagram i divine beauty on instagram slay the mic um and just just stay tuned because it's all it's all great things all great things Awesome, awesome. So you guys heard it. Please make sure to follow Ingrid. Make sure you go to all her social media platforms. You can listen to this episode and more if you just head over to theqchat.com. It'll lead you to all the audio links and also the YouTube channel, Go Queen TV. So guys, please make sure you be safe. Do what's best for you and make sure, as always, to go love yourself. Thank you. Go queen, go queen, go queen, go. Represent, you're a queen, you're a queen, oh.